Welcome to Grace-Filled Grit. I'm your host, Lana Sinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Grace-Filled Homestead, we are having honest and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. Each episode, you can expect practical life tips and encouragement. We are recording live on Instagram, where you'll get the raw, unedited chat. And if you missed that, we're uploading here onto the podcast. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. The Academy opens soon, and the founding members helping us build it can join for only $14 a month, a rate that is locked in for life, even when the price goes up. Go to lannastinner.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hey friends, I have a fun topic to share with you today, and it is all about the backyard farm. Have you ever dreamed of starting your own backyard farm, but just thought it was too hard or that you live in a neighborhood with limited space? Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to not have to rely on the grocery store for all of your food needs? As we are closing out 2021 and quickly approaching our second year in the pandemic with supply chain shortages, It may finally be time for you to get started in a new adventure. I'm not going all survivalist on you here, and I would never approach this topic out of fear. Having a small homestead is so much fun, and it is rewarding. Remember, we have goats that are pure joy, and occasionally after the babies are weaned, we will milk the mamas to get that delicious goat milk for cheese. Does it get any better than that? Now, we are on four acres and have a little extra room for the goat gang, but honestly, you can have a thriving homestead in your own neighborhood backyard. Growing your own food just feels right to so many of us. And hey, if it takes the pressure off of the immediate and extended family and friends when the grocery store shelves are running low, then so be it. Now, there is a lot of buzz around simple and slow living these days. Just a reminder, simple living and going back to the basics of growing your own food is hard work. Oh, but it's so worth it. The moment you cut into that first ripe tomato from your garden, gather the eggs before breakfast, or pick that juicy peach from your tree, you will know that this is exactly the path you dreamed of being on. There are so many options when it comes to building a small homestead that it is easy to get off track and find yourself going down a rabbit hole on projects that take up too much space and time and don't even truly benefit your family or meet a need of yours. We were guilty of diving in without a plan and like many others, we found ourselves wasting so much time on things that didn't matter, literally years. So I wanted to share with you three simple ways to start your backyard farm this year. The first is starting a vegetable garden. Of course, you could have guessed that that was the first recommendation. It would be starting a vegetable garden. And you can start preparing your garden any time of year. So right now, it's fall here in Kansas City, and we are just having our first freeze. This week, I am still planting and preparing the beds. 
As we winterize the chicken coop, the gardens will get a fresh layer of hay, manure, and compost to sit over the winter months. It is more valuable than gold around here. And as soon as I get off here this morning, I'm heading out to get my garlic and the other bulbs in the ground for an early spring harvest. There are mainly three types of garden beds that we have here at the Gracefield Homestead, and you can start preparing them at any time of the year for your next planting season. The first type of garden bed we use is a raised bed. Most of ours were made out of scrap cedar that we had in the barn already. They are three by six foot beds, but you can make them any dimension that you want or that fits into your yard. We use two by six boards, but again, use whatever you have. You can purchase pre-made garden beds or kits, but they can be kind of pricey. One interesting thing to note is there are several fun and easy DIYs for making your own raised beds. When we first moved to our property over 20 years ago, our old barn had a couple of janky old wooden bookshelves that we weren't using. We turned them over onto the ground, filled them with soil and compost, and planted away. You can make raised beds out of barn metal, landscaping timbers, and any other materials that you may have around, so just get creative with it. The benefits of these raised beds is that they give good water drainage and they reduce the weeds because they are separated from the rest of your yard. The second type of garden beds we use at the Gracefield Homestead is vertical gardening beds. You don't have to get fancy with ornate trellises. We grow our cucumbers on an inverted metal hog panel fence section. The half circle tunnel of greenery is actually very beautiful and makes harvesting the cucumbers a breeze. We do a similar method with a potato tower with multiple layers of straw, compost, soil, and seed potatoes in a vertical cylinder hog panel. We like to call it our garden lasagna. Next season, we are going to transition our tomatoes to a vertical method as well. The final type of gardening bed that we have at the Gracefield Homestead is a no-till bed. These are a piece of cake to make, and most gardening experts agree that it is the healthiest method for your organic produce. After you determine your garden bed location, layer flattened cardboard boxes across the surface. Yes, thank you, Amazon, for all those boxes. Just peel off the stickers and you're ready to roll. It can be right on top of the hard ground or mowed grass even that hasn't been treated with pesticides. You add your layer of compost on top of the cardboard. It's either compost, straw, leaves, or hay. And then next up, you add a layer of soil, either from soil bags that you've purchased at the store or your own home mixture. Then you just plant away. It's as simple as that. I even did this last November with tulip and daffodil bulbs, and they were so beautiful in the spring. It's as easy as it gets, and that cardboard breaks down and becomes a weed barrier. It's genius. Thank you to whoever came up with that method. Your gardens will be ready to roll in no time. You can start your seeds inside by a window or a grow lamp six weeks before your last frost, or wait and sow directly into the dirt. Grow what you love to eat, and enjoy that produce. So the second thing to help you start your backyard farm is raising chickens. There are so many rewards when you add a flock of chickens to your property. Our family has had a flock for over 15 years now, and every season we learn more about these fascinating creatures and find new benefits to having them on the homestead. 
Our flock also has ducks, geese, and turkeys. And for the most part, all those sassy personalities get along great. Of course, you will want to check with your local ordinances, but most municipalities, even in the urban cities, are encouraging their community to raise chickens. So here are a few reasons that you should add chickens to your property. So improving your soil composition is a benefit to adding chickens to your property. You can add the compost after the coop cleanup to your gardens, and it is so valuable. Minimal space and time is required when you are raising chickens. The chicken coop and the run only take a small corner of your yard, and after you are all set up, it'll only require about 5 to 10 minutes every day. We do deep clean the coop every season, and that does take some additional time as well. There is a minimal entry cost into raising chickens. Our very first coop was an old deck box used to store lawn furniture cushions. We are high class over here. It wasn't pretty, but it was very functional and worked for us for years. We started for under $100, including the chicks, feeder, and the water jug. And it all depends on how fancy your coop is, but honestly, I recommend going very cheap the first season until you know what you want in a coop. Raising chickens is a great learning tool for children. It teaches them responsibility, the love of nature, the reward of hard work. I loved having my kiddos grow up with the chickens. It is also a fun hobby. Those sassy birds are pure entertainment. Raising chickens can be profitable. Depending on how many birds you have, you could sell the eggs, hatch out chicks, or even sell the adult birds as layers or for meat. You won't make a ton of money with this, but it could easily offset your startup costs. Raising chickens can give you a sustainable food source. I will say that we do not process our birds for meat, but I do have several close friends that do. They want healthy, organic, free-range meat grown on their own property. Now, of course, if you decide to do this, you'll want to make that decision up front when deciding on what your coop run is and the birds and the breed that you get. My friends absolutely love it. However, we at the Gracefield Homestead are only here for the sassy bird personalities and, of course, the eggs. The health benefits of eggs are unbelievable. They are thought of as a superfood. They have vitamin A, B2, B5, B12, vitamins E and D, folate, iron, iodine, phosphorus, and selenium, not to mention all the protein. Eggs are packed full of goodness. And finally, the last reason you should raise chickens is the obvious one. Eggs are delicious. Eggs are a foodie favorite and one of the most versatile foods you can find. They are delicious prepared alone in many different ways, as well as ingredients to main dishes, pastries, and baked goods. The eggs found on most supermarket shelves are not local or organic like yours can be. There is nothing better than grabbing fresh eggs from the coop only moments before breakfast. Many backyard farmers have eggs for dinner as well. They are used in many sweet pastries and complete egg dishes in the morning and full savory recipes in the evening. A new foodie trend is to top your lunchtime burger with an egg or add it to a tomato sauce dish. We've even seen trendy restaurants pop up here downtown that only serve egg dishes. This fascination with the simple egg will not be going away anytime soon. Eggs are delicious. 
As you can see, there are so many rewards when you add a flock of chickens to your property. It's a great addition to your backyard farm. The third thing I suggest for starting a backyard farm is to plant fruit trees. An orchard, however large or small, is a huge benefit to your property that does not require much work. Most homesteaders plant their fruit trees in the fall or early spring, and they prune them once a year during those times as well. We wait for early spring to prune our trees. There are simple additives that you could add to the soil when you are planting, and you want to make sure that the hole is extra large so the roots have room to spread out, and then you just water it in. It's as simple as that. Our trees were planted many years ago, and most of them took two to three years to produce fruit. We have peach, apple, and pear trees on our property, as well as some grapevines that we tend very similarly to the fruit trees. There is nothing like biting into that juicy peach in the hot summer of July. Year after year, with only minor tending, you will have baskets full of delicious fruit to eat, share with your family, and preserve through canning, freezing, and making jams. So there you have it. You can have a backyard farm by adding these three things to your property, a garden, a small flock of chickens, and a couple of fruit trees. So let's quit talking about all this fluff and actually go do it. You can live the homestead lifestyle right in your neighborhood backyard. Thanks for listening today, friends. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for this show, scroll down to the bottom and write a review. Blessings to you, friend. I am looking forward to our next episode and I hope you will join us again. Have a grace-filled day.